eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome back to BXB, Bronx Baseball Podcast, where we talk about the team that plays in the Bronx. Your New York Yankees, K-Mac and C-Mac, joining you on Thursday, July 27th, after the Subway Series split. Yankees salvage a win last night. Three is the magic number. They actually win a game scoring three runs. Chris, how you feeling, bro? I'm good. I'm good, Keith. How are you, man? Better better to win than lose, but, you know, split against the Mets, you take it, you move on to the biggest stretch of the season coming up right now, and hopefully sure. with hopefully with their best player back. So I, I just, like, feel like, you know, after, after all is said and done, more is said and done, all the hype around yeah. the Subway Series, all the predictions, all the, this team's going to the playoffs, or this is a bigger yeah. series for this team, or, oh, right. man, well, who woke up the Mets? It's just like the, the standings didn't change. No. Uh, neither team is walking away from the series feeling like they have like momentum or no. like, you know, I just think it's like, it, it is what it is. It's a split. It's a draw. Uh, I thought the series was super mid, like, uh, it's, it's exactly what these teams are, right? They're yep. neither one of these teams are really that, that good. So in a nope. two game set, they should split. There isn't yep. one dominant team that's going to take both games in Queens yeah. or the Bronx. And here we are. Yep. Yeah, no. And, and you're right. You look at the. It's the dichotomy of an average team. I know we don't care about the Mets on this podcast, but it is kind of, you know, you, you can't put two good games together. You can't, you know, you you got a starting pitcher hanging, uh, you know, curveballs and, and uh, change-ups and getting hit for home runs and dropping balls in left field. And then you get Rodon coming back, your $160 man in game two, and he looks pretty good for the first time in the season. They have a couple of clutch hits, good base running. And, you know, you feel like, all right, listen, they're one, they're judge away. They're another good outfielder away from being able to pitch the bullpen that we've talked about a bunch here over the last few weeks and how it's, it hasn't been what it's been over the last three weeks. Had a great game, 10 up, 10 down. Canely looked back to being dominant. I thought uh, Holmes was looked as good as he looks. So, you know, you come away from that and you go, well, the pitching you feel fairly good about, you know, Nesta Cortez coming back. And if Rodon can, and I was a big spot for Rodon. We talked about it. I mean, after the, I thought it was overblown, but after the the kiss, the blowing the kiss incident coming in after losing to the Mets, you can't get swept in this two game set. You're about to embark into the biggest stretch of the season against your, like literally besides the Red Sox, your three main, you know, competitors here. 
uh, the 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 Rays, the uh, Baltimore Orioles, and the Houston Astros. So that was a big spot for him in a crowd that was ready to boo him off the mound if he didn't pitch yeah. well. So that was almost like a playoff uh, uh, kind of start for him, at least coming off three miserable starts and trying to turn around. So I felt you feel good about different things at different times, like we all do with this team. And then they give you the performance the night before, and you're like, what's the point? <laughs> They're not good enough. But coming off that start, heading into the the this three game set, and with Judge coming back. Now is the time. You're going to find out. I mean, we head into this thing. You're going to find out who this team is over the next 10 games. It's going to it's going to have a major impact on what the rest of the season looks like. Yeah, I, I think obviously for Yankees fans, the biggest thing you take away is that Carlos Rodon is not mentally weak. He's yeah. not fragile. He's not getting rattled. He looked like a bulldog. That's who I had hoped for. The left-handed bulldog that was going to come out there on the mound and talk his shit and walk yeah. around and like, you know, get a strikeout and be pumped up and, yeah. and not fold and not be weak and not, you know, shrink in the moment. He he stood up. That's his first yeah. win as a Yankee, uh, arguably his best start. He was oh, trying man. to argue with Boone to stay in there and get the last out. I'm glad Boone said, no, nah, we're good. Let's not ruin a good yep. thing here. We got King ready for this and we're going to go to our bullpen and they're going to close this game for us. And they did. So those are the biggest things of pitching, right? The yep. hitting, it's tough. It's Still, tough. no. Rizzo. Sand in the first inning, embarrassing. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's it's you know we see the uh, three runs is not going to be enough on most nights. It's just not. Uh, it was last night, and I mean, it, it may from time to time, but on a regular basis, you can't you can't get a pitcher like th- that's the thing for me. Quintana actually ended up pitching well, but that's his second start of the year yeah. in Yan- in Yankee Stadium, and you've got first and third nobody out. You cannot. Allow that inning to end up with a zero on the board. You just Wasted. can't. Not if you, I mean, they ended up winning the game, but those are the kind of moments you cannot, if the Yankees are going to make a run at this thing, you cannot have three, four up with nobody out first and third and not score a run. That that's They're not going to win games that way. So it's extremely frustrating. But, yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned the Bulldog. He's almost got a little bit of Roger Clemens in him where it seems like he's talking to himself on the mound. He's He's like uber amped up in the moment. And, you know, sometimes that plays into blowing kisses and doing different things. But sometimes it plays into some kind of, you know, kind of crazed animal out there on the mound. Yeah. You'll love to see it. And it gets the team pumped up. So, you know, if he can be this and you add Cole, who's having a, a Cy Young type season in the best you know year of his Yankee career, you put those two guys at the top of a rotation and you get Judge coming back and Loisaga added to the back end of the bullpen. Plus, you know, all reports are Cashman's going to be aggressive at this deadline. I'm not telling you that the Yankees are back. I'm not telling you I love what I see. I, I just think that, I, you know, these next 10 days, if they can play well and get through it, winning six or seven out of 10 here, I think they're primed to have a decent run this, the second in the last 50 games. And then we'll see where that takes us. But right now, I'm just so happy Judge is coming back. Everything else is kind of on the back burner. All the misery, all the nonsense. I, I'm just I can't wait to see Judge back in the lineup on Friday. Yeah, I was getting uh, CC vibes from the big lefty. Yeah, he getting, does. Uh, got, yeah. David Wells vibes from him. Uh, yeah, five five, not three three. But like, there was definitely some flashes. I was, you know, I was talking to some people on WFN last night. I'm like, you know, who was Rodon reminding you of? Yeah, looking like that. It's like that's what that's what we want him to look like. We don't want him to look like what he looked like in Anaheim. I couldn't even yeah. watch that game. No, it was gave miserable. up two runs in the first, two runs in the second, two runs in the third. Yep. He was terrible. But whatever, it's in the past. And like mm-hmm. you said, this was a battle of two lefties who started their season in July. It was his fourth start, Quintana's second start. 
and Rodon got the best of it. Rodon mm-hmm. had the, got the win, had a good night. Uh, I saw his wife on Twitter wrote that she waited 45 minutes for a 99 burger. And my response to that was, tell me you're new around here without right, telling right. me you're new around here. You don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to stand in line, but way to blend in and, and be one yeah. of us and, and fit in with the fans. Um, I don't know why Morass showed up to the stadium uh, five hours before first pitch to record a video uh, screaming about Carlos Rodon. I think, you know, we played into it at WFAN. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I won't say we. That was a Morash take and a Morash thing. Um, yeah. I, I talked to a lot of people at the stadium. I go to the stadium. We never preemptively go into a game wanting to boo our own. Even Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks, we didn't yeah. go into the game saying we're going to boo them. It's results-based or lack yeah. thereof. If you don't yeah. perform, you get the Bronx cheered. But there, mm-hmm. there's a small fraction of the fan oh, yeah. that's boo birds anyway. I was so happy that Rodon didn't give anyone the chance to boo him. Not one no. chance to boo no, him. No. It was applause, and you tip your cap to the guy, and he yeah. showed up, and that's the biggest takeaway from this series. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, he had, he had the one moment where he had second and third, nobody out, but you know, quickly just gave up the one run and got out of it. It wasn't one of these long rallies. He didn't walk anybody in it, so there was really no angst uh, throughout the game. They had to lead the entire game. And yeah, I mean, he left in a, in a good position going to the back end of the bullpen. He went, you know, you'd like him to go maybe a little bit longer, but I thought, yeah, everything about his performance was good. I thought the slider got better as it went along to the point where in the fifth, he got Alonzo on three straight sliders early on. It didn't look like he was fooling anybody with the slider, but it's, he's that type of pitcher where his fastball velocity is good enough. If he can locate it where he can, he can get through an inning or two before he finds the slider. So I mean, that's who he is. That's why he was brought here. That's why his numbers have been what they've been over the last two years. He's been, you know, we forget now because he hasn't pitched in a, uh, in the entire half a season and, you know, the three bad starts and everything Cashman touches turns to, you know what? So it's like we forget the idea that this guy led the league in, in strikeouts per nine. This guy is a dominant force when on the mound. And hopefully that's what he's going to be moving forward. I don't think he's there just yet. I wouldn't call last night dominant. But it was good he's enough. Building. He's building. And he's building up. I mean, so that's that's what you hope. You hope you have, you have a dominant pitcher here down the stretch every fifth day. So and if they do, I think that, you know, that's as good a top of the rotation. If Nesta Cortez comes back, I mean, that's as good a top of the rotation that there is in the American League. I mean, especially with the, the injuries that the Astros have gone through here. So, I mean, that's where we are. And. So leaving, of, that, leaving that series, you're feeling better. Speaking it. of Nestor Cortez coming back, there's a lot of talk about Domingo Herman potentially being the guy that gets bumped from the rotation. We can go back to yeah. game one. Uh, I had a great view. Shout out to Casamigos putting me in row one of the legend seats. I was watching Domingo very closely. And what I'll say is this. Uh, pop-ups dropping like that are backbreakers for the defense, for the pitcher, for the fans. It's just it's unfortunate that we've seen this so much with the Yankees in their own ballpark. And it's I, I likened it to the baseball gods laughing at the Yankees saying, hmm, you don't want to address left field. Well, somehow ball will yeah, find you. It will find mm-hmm. grass. It is miraculous, Chris. I'm like, how 
how is how is it you know what it's two things right mckinney had a stellar night in center field last friday but yeah. that was playing center field you put him in left field baiters in center they don't have enough reps together their communication's not there i felt yeah. like it was mckinney's ball it happened twice whatever going back to domingo i hear evan roberts talking about how this will be the most insignificant, perfect game in history. There's no such thing as an insignificant, perfect game. We get course. it. It was in Oakland. It was in front yeah. of 10,000 people uh, against the worst team in baseball. Yeah. But Domingo Herman will make money for the rest of his life off the oh, fact sure. that he threw a perfect game. It'll yeah. be a Yankee classic. Those of us that stayed up to watch it, like I know you did and I did, yeah. we w- will remember it. But of course. he may be bumped out of the rotation for Nestor and – the pitches that he hung to Alonzo, he Ugh. can't do it. He Not had good two. stuff. He was striking guys out. That PC Richardson jingle was ringing <laughs> off in there. But you can't make those mistakes. The Mets made them pay or made him yeah. pay. And that's the whole game right there. 100%. I, I agree. I mean, I know it becomes a thing when Boone, you know, constantly defends his players. So he says, you know, I thought Herman had good stuff. And everybody's like, how could you say that? He, he did he have did. good stuff. He absolutely did. He had good stuff. But that's the problem. If he had, just because he has good stuff, when he has good stuff, we see what he can do. And yes, it's against Oakland, but still a perfect game is like, you know, less than 30 of them in the history of baseball. So I mean, so when he's going good and has the good stuff, he can go that way. But he also consistently in games will make a bad pitch. I mean, it's just and it, it never he never seems to get by with it. He made two to Alonzo. Oh, and two, he hung a curveball right. Two out damage. A, yeah, hung Eight. a curveball right down the middle, and and Alonzo missed it, and then he hangs a changeup. Like you can't, you know, you can't make those mistakes. Those are backbreakers, and I 100% agree with you. Unless unless Severino goes out there and has a, a one of his blow-up starts again where he can't get out of the second or third inning, I think it's 100% Herman. I think Clark Schmidt has outpitched him. He hasn't thrown perfect games. He hasn't gotten into the eighth inning. He might not have the strikeout-to-walk ratio, all that. But you know what the Yankees do when he pitches? They win. And, and he gives them good, solid performances. Like, if you were to tell me one pitcher is going to go eight innings, ten strikeouts, only give up one run – I would say it's Herman. But if you said yeah. one pitch is going to get knocked out in the third inning and give up six runs and two home runs and give the Yankees no chance to win, I would say that would be Domingo Herman. And right now, you can't – I'd much rather have the steady guy, especially the back end of the rotation once Nestor comes back. Like, I want the guy who I know I am going to get five innings, two runs out of on a consistent basis. And that's what Clark Schmidt has been for – it's like 11, 12 starts now. It is not a month – it is not a handful of starts. It's been 10, 12 starts where you can count on five, six innings, two, three runs. He's not going to go out there and set the world on fire. In the sixth inning against the lefty, Boone's going to go to the bullpen early. That All of that. But at least it's steady as opposed to Herman, where you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, you might get a great performance or you might get blown out. Like, And I'd much rather uh, – take the chance with the steady guy much rather and i also think as 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 much as we've already seen clark schmidt in the bullpen at times and in the postseason last year i hanging pitches is, is brutal and you can't get hurt like herman does but at least i know herman's going to come in and throw strikes which profiles in the, at, at that role in the bullpen yeah. kind of guy who comes in probably either down a couple runs up a couple runs and the last thing you want to see is walk the leadoff man like herman's not going to do that he throws strikes for the most part he might hang a slider and give up a home run as we're seeing but he comes in and throws strikes. So I like the idea of he profiles for me even better in the role that that bullpen role would provide where I don't have to worry about Herman, you know, down two runs, up three runs, coming in the fifth inning, throwing, you know, 
walking the leadoff guy. So I'm, I'm, I think it's 100%. I think it's a lock, quite honestly, unless Severino goes out and gives up 10 runs in two innings, that Herman yeah. is out. Ryan just put in uh, the yeah. chat some info. Clark Schmidt, 302 Three. ERA in his last 11 starts. Clark Schmidt is one Three. of the pleasant surprises of this season. I was on a podcast, and they asked who the biggest surprise of the season was, and I said him. I mean, obviously yeah. the guys like Jake Bowers and Willie Calhoun sure. and McKinney Fillon, but, like, you know, they're together. If I had to pick yeah. one guy this year that surprised me, uh, it's Clark Schmidt, especially the way he started and turned his season yeah. around and found yeah. it consistently. He looks good especially after what we saw from him in the postseason last year nobody wanted to see this guy on the mound yeah. after a postseason last year and he fought through that uh ryan also put out there herman 7.12 era in his last seven starts which includes the perfect game he had some terrible outing yeah i mean the perfect two of game. them were two of them were really really bad that you know were, were severino bad so i probably skews it a little bit but that's part of it that's seven starts look at the number it's not even close 11 starts of 3.02 and seven starts of 7.12. However they get there, that's those are the numbers over 11 starts. And that's what you're looking at for the next 60 games. You're looking at, you know, five starts. I need the best five, six starts I can get. And over what we've seen in the last 10 starts from both of them, it's not even close which one you trust more to give you a competent start and give your, op- give your offense a chance to win. So, I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt that – that although he threw a perfect game, Herman is the odd man out when it comes to Nesta Cortez coming back. So Glaver Torres continues to hit every single mm-hmm. day. You can't yep. trade your best hitter. And no. uh, I That's know I was like, hey, his value is high. But I was saying that really like when he botched that um, double play in the Cubs series, I'm like, I was yeah. really pissed off. I'm like, trade of this course. guy. He's high. But the, <laughs> way he, the way he has started this second half of the season, he's by far their best hitter. He's consistent. You can count on him. Uh, I was so frustrated watching like IKF leading off. I'm like, all right, IKF's going to get the most at bats in the deciding game. But IKF gets a knock, gets on. He he roped another one that was caught uh, in the yeah. beginning of that game when when he got on and Glaber got on and, the, and those guys blew it. Stanton K Rizzo grounded a double play. I just was like, whatever. But what I'll say is this: um, with Judge coming back, it changes the entire lineup. 